Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hello, hello, hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. It has been a while, but I needed this break so, so badly. During the whole pandemic, I've been doing a bit too much. I have been taking evening classes three to four times a week. I would teach a course on Friday and work full time. And if you add this podcast, YouTube, writing, my hobbies, a social life and trying to keep healthy, you will know that I am doing too, too much. And I became someone who was just basically functioning with real, with no real downtime or any enjoyment. So I had to recharge. I had to just, you know, take some time off for myself, lay down, do something mindless. And I think for the future, I am going to do better at incorporating rest into my strategy and planning. I think, you know, possibly doing something like three podcasts a month and one week of downtime seems like that could be a great balance because I don't want to be burnt out like this again. And I don't want to have to take out so much time from you guys because I have a lot on my heart. And I have a lot on my mind that I want to share. And I think there are some new conversations that are coming up that we need to not only discuss, but we kind of need to um, uncover and dig more into why people are saying the things that they're saying or why people are thinking the things they're they're doing and, you know, um, possibly changing that perspective um, for me and for you all. So, you know, we're going to break it up like we did in the past. We are going to get into some music and some culture. And I think I mentioned this girl before, but I've been watching her for a second. And I honestly think she is up next. Her name is Leia and she makes really great, like cool New York City girl music And she reminds me of a mix between Aaliyah with this like kind of smooth sound, very like low key and Doja Cat with her um, experimentation with her looks. So I think you guys should go and check out some of her songs and let me know what you think. I personally think I have great music taste, so I feel like you will enjoy this a lot. So on to our topic at hand, and I probably should have introduced this in the beginning, but I'm rusty a little bit. The topic is going to be about getting back to you, and we are going to discuss how to remember your spark, you know, that hunger that you had for life, the excitement that you had for possibilities, We're going to discuss, you know, what happens when you lose it or what forces you to lose it and ways to get it back. Um, The reason I want to talk about this is because it's something that I've been going through myself. And I think 
a lot of us are going through it because of the pandemic and everything that's going on with society. It's kind of putting the damper on all of our spirits. And, you know, I think there are ways to generate that spark. And I kind of want to talk about that. So I'm going to explain um, about how I grew up and just kind of walk through this process. So when I was growing up, I had this sort of giddiness for life. And I was um, like super excited to see how the world would operate when I become an, an adult. You know, how the world is going to be, how I'm going to be in the world. Um, and the reason why I had, you know, I would dream about this is because I had this sort of knowing that I was special. And I know that's kind of arrogant or whatever it is, but I really truly believe that. And I still believe that to this day, I had this knowingness that I was special and I knew that the road I would take would take some time getting there because I knew that my wants were extraordinary in a sense. So I dream about, you know, what life would look like for me, how exciting that would be. And I would feel like I'm bursting at the seams when I was like young, when I was a teenager, when I was 20, in my early 20s, I'd just be like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait. But then I became an, a, like a real adult and I began to experience grief, the grief of life. And I wasn't really taught the skills of how to deal with that grief or you know, how to build resiliency and how to keep that, you know, that spark or that childlike joy and hunger inside. And um, one of my biggest upsets were was a heartbreak from friends and lovers. And then I would begin having um, a little strain with my family, you know, after realizing how controlling they were and, you know, how uh, um, the type of structure that I lived in, I realized that it probably wasn't the best to produce a child that would be functioning and emotionally intelligent. And then I, you know, chose safety because of all these elements, you know, I feel I'm feeling very out of control of life and I need to find some sort of safety. So I found safety in terms of career because I just didn't have the energy to be unstable anymore or to have all these unstable elements in my life. So that fluttering, you know, butterfly feeling, the bursting at the seams, that feeling that I had, it was kind of subdued because I was tired as hell. I had to constantly persevere. I was constantly fighting. There was always a battle to have. And I didn't necessarily develop the res the resiliency. I just learned how to fight. I just learned how to battle all the time. And when you're in a constant state of battling it, you, your nerves are not only shot, you know, you're in constant, in a constant state of anxiety, waiting for a battle to come so that you can fight. So I had to figure out, you know, and it was a big kind of abrupt uh, realization that I had that I lost that hunger in that spark for life. 
I lost the feeling that I used to get when I traveled to a new city or a new country that wasn't quite there or the feeling I used to feel about going to New York and visiting New York uh, or living in New York. That wasn't that wasn't there at all. And I had to ask myself, you know, how can I get inspired again? How can I generate that fluttery feeling of when I dreamt about life and how exciting it was going to be and who I was going to become? How do I get that? How do I feel what I feel, you know, and what I call as God or find light when I've been sort of fighting? You know, when you're in, when you're constantly in a battle, how do you find light or joy to keep you afloat? And currently that is what I'm actively trying to find. And I don't have a foolproof solution, but I have some ideas that have been helping me reignite this spark and reignite this hunger for life and all things great and beautiful. I have some ideas regarding that. And one of the first things I had to do was give myself some goddamn grace. I am going through a pandemic. You guys are going through a pandemic. I've never been through a pandemic. You all have never been through a pandemic. I was not taught how to take care of myself through a pandemic. I have no clue what this means or how to operate within it or how to build a life with so many unknowns or how seriously I should take these regulations, which I do and did take very seriously. We've all had to adjust our life to something that has not happened since the 1980s with HIV and AIDS and the 1918 with Spanish flu, with the Spanish flu. We don't have any real roadmaps on how to handle our emotions during these crises because there is, you know, we know history, but where history really, you know, accounts for the facts and we can read literature to kind of figure out, you know, what the emotional background is behind these crises, these crises, but they don't tell us, um, what steps they took to feel better they don't necessarily tell us you know I wasn't feeling my spark how how I got out of that we don't get those instructions so we have no idea you know how to do it we don't know how to do this we don't know what next year looks like we don't know if there's going to be more crisis so how can you feel excited for life when every element in life is an unknown or is it or it's a crisis and the answer is you really can't you can't really you don't know how to you, there's no way that we can plan we can try we can trial and error but how you know and it's not to say give up and don't try and don't do anything it's to say that we are all coping in a very natural way. There are many unknowns and the way we are coping is very natural. 
And if you don't have a spark for life or you're not very curious or you just don't feel like it, you don't like it, you just are feeling kind of blah, it's okay. It, It is okay. You shouldn't feel hard on yourself. You know, maybe you aren't feeling this spark because you are actually disconnected from life. You know, you are you used to have a totally different world two to three years ago. And you had to personally readjust everything. So maybe, you know, losing that spark or not having it currently right now or yeah, not having it currently. That's not a personal failure. And I think at times we tend to interpret us feeling bad or feeling down or coping in a very natural way as a personal failure, but it's not. You're a human and you're coping and that's not failing. Even if you don't feel good, you don't feel that joy, that spark, that emotion, that is not failing. That is simply you coping. Beyond acknowledging the reality You must steer clear of using busy work to distract yourself from reality. And this one is not only for you, but it's also for me. Like you, I am inspired by high achievers. I look up to Beyonce, Shonda Rhimes, and Issa Rae because they have an impeccable work ethic. And I admire that about them. They produce in ways that I only dream about. So when I felt down and I thought me feeling bad was a personal failure, um, I looked to them and I looked to busy work to try to make me feel better. I, you know, thought, you know, if I put if I produce a lot, That's going to build some excitement. That's going to bring some excitement to my life. But I messed up in that assessment of them. They are not busy for the sake of being busy, which that's what I was doing. I'm just busy for the sake of being busy. It helps me, you know, helps distract me from being in a pandemic. I can produce some stuff, have people engage with it, um, possibly make money off of it. um, And that should help me feel better. And that should you know, help me work harder and generate the spark or that joy that I had that I once had for life. That doesn't do that. I messed up in my assessment of them because they are not just busy pouring into whatever just to be busy. They're pouring into something that actually lifts them up. And that's what I had to learn. Working hard is okay, and I and I definitely think we should all work hard. I also think that when you are working hard, you need to be pouring into something that is going to lift you up in return. And that was my missing piece. I wasn't feeling lifted by any of this work I was doing. I was just busy, and I exhausted myself, and then I had burnout. And when I had burnout... You're going to catch me in the bed, on the couch, laying down, mindlessly consuming any type of media. I'm going to watch Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Prime. I'm going to go on TikTok, go to Twitter, go to Instagram. 
I am going to distract myself and consume anything because when I consume, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to work. I don't have to think. I don't have to. I can just passively be there. So instead of just working for the sake of working, you should either take a break and don't work or figure out how you can make your work uplift you, make you feel better, make you feel good, make you feel like you contributed to this world. And one of the things I had to do is, you know, take out time to volunteer. Volunteer helps somebody because that work actually makes me feel lifted. I can feel I feel great knowing that I I help people. It builds a lot of self-esteem and self-confidence within myself because I do like feeling needed. I do like ensuring that someone else is feeling strong and able to conquer life. So that's what I had to do. I had to stop being busy and dig down and write out what are some things that I can work at that's going to uplift me, that's going to pour back into me, that I, if I'm giving 100%, it's whatever that 100% that I am doing, I should feel that back. So pour into things that really give you good energy. If Twitter doesn't give you good energy, stop. If writing doesn't give you good energy, stop. If reading, you know, I used to, and this is like a, a, a tangent, but I, um, I was working on a PhD and I used to read so many academic books because it was something that I should do, but I hated doing it. I hated it. I hated the language. I hated everything about it. And I did it because it was something that I should do, but I did not feel poured into. So one of my biggest decisions was quitting the program because it didn't give me anything back. It just made me exhausted. It gave me depression. (laughs) It created even more anxiety that I had. So I stopped. The next point that I want to kind of focus on is this idea of safety, comfort, and routine. So being safe, comfortable, and with the same routine is a awesome thing until it's not. And I want to explain the not part. Um, when you are so safe and you are so comfortable and you just have this daily routine, there's this point in that that you um you flip and you get on autopilot so like think about brushing your teeth when you brush your teeth you kind of mindlessly brush your teeth and then your mind wanders and you do all kinds of things um you think about other kinds of things within your mind that's what happens when you're kind of on autopilot when you're on autopilot you aren't present you're not actually feeling the bristles of the toothbrush brush up against your teeth you're not feeling anything like that you're just in your mind and you're hoping that this hurt you know you hurry up and get through it so when you are 
like in this routine and a lot of us are because we've been working from home or we've been you know doing our job but it's just the same shit every day when you do that your days run together and you typically spend most of your time dreaming of a better life or reviewing the past and when you are in this loop of not being present reviewing your past and looking or or dreaming of the future you're in a weird space because when you review your past you're never really looking at the past to collect evidence to show that you are capable of something you're usually looking to find evidence to hurt your feelings and when you are in the loop of your future you are thinking about your dreams and you're not necessarily being you're not always being inspired by those dreams sometimes you beat yourself up because you are either not reaching that not reaching that in the timeline that you decided in the past or you know you're upset because you can't take the steps to you know achieve that dream so imagine you are living life and you are in your mind all day and you are not actually experiencing anything in your day and instead you are either in the past which hurts you and which makes you sad and you are probably super critical of yourself or number two you're in the future which also pains you because you feel like you're not doing enough and you're not achieving enough. You're not working towards your goal, which I assure you, you probably are. You probably are working towards your goal. It may not be how you imagine, but you are, you have some, some inkling and you are taking some baby steps to get there. But imagine you are in these two loops and all those things you're thinking about is destructive. That is going to take a toll on your spirit. Because who can be excited about themselves or their life when everything you think is diminishing you? It's saying you're wrong, saying you should have done this instead of what you did, saying you're not doing enough. How can you be excited about anything you're doing, excited about yourself, excited about life when that is what you are thinking while you are moving about on your day. So to break up some of that, you know, autopilot, that the moment when, you know, days are collapsing into themselves where you don't know, you know, if you, was that Monday? Was that, what was that Thursday? I can't remember. When you are feeling like that, you have to break up your routine. And I think that shock to that system of breaking up your routine can help you practice being present. Because when you try something new, you kind of have to be present because you don't really know how to operate in that space. You don't know what to do. You don't know which direction to go. So you have to be present because you don't want to get lost. You know, you don't want to go to the wrong place. You don't want to do the wrong thing. So you are taking in every element of your environment and you're taking all that information and you are um, making choices based on that, that information. So you can do things like go to a place you've never been throughout the week. 
taking a walk um, in a new direction. You know, go somewhere you've never gone, a path you've never taking, taken. Go to a free digital class. Make yourself uncomfortable with trying an open mic. Take in new stimuli. Do anything to experience something new and to force yourself to be present. Because when you try something new, you can't really be in your mind. You can't, you know, indulge those thoughts that say everything about you is wrong, which makes you feel even worse. You can, though, learn about something new. Learn how to do something, you know, smile at someone, see a new face you've never seen. You can break up your day or your your week by doing something new and kind of shocking your system out of autopilot. My last point would be winning small. And this is something that I personally do all the time because I have a saying that I constantly say is like just small continuous steps. That's that's what I say to myself. Small continuous steps, small continuous steps, because all those steps always equal one big task. And when you win small, uh, you create motivation and spark within yourself. And I got this from, um, uh, I think, psychology today. There was a counselor named Bill O'Hanlon. I hope I'm saying that right. And the counselor states that when you do small wins, you create the feel good brain chemical dopamine, which is linked to motivation. So what I have been incorporating into my daily schedule is I will write out some to do lists the night before something that I can actually actually do Um and I and I now I understand my energy of what I am capable of because I used to fill my to do list with a whole 100 things and think I'm going to work all day on them. And that's just not what I'm going to do. I can do small things, but I'm not going to be taking my whole day exhausting myself just to prove I don't know what I need to prove. But what I do is I make some small goals the night before and then in the morning I achieve them. And use that dopamine as a springboard for more dopamine. So like one example is um, two things I like to do in the morning is I say I'm going to walk my dog and we're going to have a good walk and I'm going to do 10 pushups. That's my two things. So if I can walk my dog and do 10 pushups, that dopamine that I feel from completing those goals help become a springboard for the rest of my day. So I'm like, oh man, I accomplished these easily. I wonder what else, if I put my mind to it, or if I try, if I start, I wonder what else I can do. And then I start on a task and then I complete it. That brings me more dopamine. When you use the kind of like win small um, idea, win small concept, you can also realize that you are capable of generating those highs on your own and that's very empowering because a lot of times we um, attribute our spark our joy our happiness to an external source 
And when you realize that if you, you know, um, do things that are good for yourself and you complete those things that are good for your well-being, uh, you realize like how much in control and how much power you have over your own emotions. Because if you're feeling a lull, you can just go and complete something. You know, you can say, hey, you know what, I'm going to do five squats and just do five squats. Or you can say, hey, I'm going to write a short paragraph um, of the intro of a short story. And you can complete that really quickly and, and be impressed by yourself because, you know, maybe you wanted to write a short story in, in some of your goals, you know. So winning small is a great source that you can tap into to, you know, it, um, inspire, not inspire, but to push or create for create that dopamine. So for now, um, I think you guys should review some of these ideas and subscribe to my podcast to get an alert for part two, because I have a lot more ideas and things that I've been thinking about that I want to share with you all. Um, the next podcast will be released next Thursday. I have a lot more to say and I don't want to bombard you all at once. So on that note, you all take care. And thank you all again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox. I am so apologetic on about these breaks, but it was something that I definitely, definitely needed. But in the future, I am going to do better. I'm going to make sure we have consistent podcast episodes um and I want to talk about you know some of the things I'm going what what's going on within myself you know I'm at this 30 plus age and it is a completely different battle or completely different um environment than your 20s it's, it's not wrong or bad or you know anything it's just it, it's completely different you have different things that you're contemplating. And I want to talk about that. So when you guys start to go into your, you know, late 20s and your early your 30s and you are thinking about these questions, you will know that you're not the only one thinking about them and you can kind of gain some insight into some of the ideas that I've came up with some of the investigation that I've had within myself. Um, And I just want you guys to know that I am on the journey with you all. I am on the journey with you all. And I want to share that with you so that we all can work together to make sure that we have the best, ultimate, happy, joyous, completed life. So on that note, you all take care and thank you once again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox. Goodbye. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.